Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 107, continuing our journey through the Gospels. All of the stories that we hear today relate to Jesus healing people. Yep, that's right. So, um, so let me let me ask a question. This is not, you know, probably not necessarily a fun question, but oh, we can. Okay. We can um, so what is your most compelling personal reason for believing in the existence of evil? Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know how personal this is, but when I think of the horrors that happen in the world, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, the, well, and even, even more personally, like just the, the hardship that people go through that is often at the hand of someone else. Um, even uh, as my kids have gotten to know people in college and the experiences that they've gone through or in the classroom, both Caitlin and Abigail, just some desperately. And then when it's happening to kids and how kids yeah. are affected by yeah, these yeah, yeah. challenging circumstances. Yeah. I mean, there's just no denying that yeah, yeah. this and, is a evil, there is evil in the world. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, um, we look at a number of things. I, again, I would agree. Um, the things that we see in, um, in in our world, right, even right now, presently, we're mm-hmm. we're looking at the the evil that's happening in the Middle East, yeah. um, Hamas in Israel, and um, and you know, just click on just you know, keep praying for the Middle East, and so kids are dying, and um, and bombs are. Uh, rockets are going um, one direction to the another direction uh, to the uh, another direction and and just indiscriminately yeah and hitting schools and churches and so again it's just it 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 pains me to see it it pains me to um to to witness it and um and it's like and that's just that's globally. We're not even talking about in locally and and mm-hmm. otherwise. And so, so we know that it exists. We mm-hmm. know that that how can a person or how can people just indiscriminately kill others and including babies and children? And so that those are again not not a very you know upbeat question, but it yet it kind of fits with where we're where we're going in this this episode because in all of these passages that we see which are in the show notes we see all kinds of sickness and pain and suffering and evil and we see Jesus exerting his power over those um over those entities and 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 we're I think we're we're kind of aching for that even now for mm-hmm. him to exert his power mm-hmm. in um, over evil and suffering and pain in our world and so so we see this in these passages and so we get a we get a glimpse of of uh, of Jesus's power so yeah I mean we see examples of Jesus casting out demons as yep. well as healing diseases and both of those he really is displaying what is his purpose in being here is preaching the good news. Like he has overcome all of this evil disease, um, those things that just break our hearts. Jesus is better. Jesus is stronger. And so we, we see that in a number of these scenes that unfold here. Um, 
Yeah. What, yeah. what do you want to start with? So that, that, that is, um, and again, when we, when we see Jesus healing, we see um, him manifesting the reign and rule of God in mm -hmm. the world. So this, this is what life should look like yeah. when God is large and in charge. This, this, is, this is actually shalom. This is God taking the broken pieces of the world and actually putting them back together again. We know the word as peace, um, but the Hebrew word is shalom. It's taking broken stuff and bringing it back together like the, um, the individuals who had diseases. This is not the way the world was supposed to work. We see people who had that weren't able to walk. This is not the way the world was supposed to work. Yeah. We see people being um, possessed and, and tortured by demons. This is not the way the world was supposed to work. And so Jesus comes and he brings um, he brings healing to those individuals. And we asked the question, you know, does, does Jesus still heal today? Does God still heal today? And we would say emphatically, yes. And uh, he does. We've seen it happen. We've seen him heal individuals right here in our church. We, we've seen him, um, you know, individuals who were supposed to die a long time ago. They, they're still, they're still around. And, mm -hmm. and it's because the people of God were praying and God brought healing like he did with, you know, with Hezekiah, giving him an extra 15 years. And so I think we we do see God manifesting himself in as Jehovah uh, Rapha, the God who heals. And uh, and I think it's a foretaste. It's a foretaste of what's to come when Jesus uh, when Jesus actually returns. And so so does Jesus d does God still heal today? Um, we would say emphatically, yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so, um, in, in add to that. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. We have different kinds of healing that he yep. does here from something as simple and basic as healing Peter's mother-in-law yeah, from a yeah, fever yeah. to healing leprosy, which was a terminal, there is no cure for that disease, right. casting out demons. But he, I love that he cares about all of those things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Just absolutely. The, the simple everyday things and the terminal life-changing um, diagnoses. Jesus is interested in all of that. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, um, <coughs> excuse me, if we talk about, um, and we can kind of, you know, we, we brought it up and, you know, the whole idea of demon possession, demon oppression, you know, are demons real and uh, is their demonic activity. And we would say just like God heals uh, sickness and disease, we would say, absolutely, we believe that. We believe that there is demonic activity. Now, there's a difference between uh, possession and oppression. Those who are not believers can be possessed by de demons and there's a demonic activity in their lives and can be. Mm -hmm. And um, for the person who is a believer, we can be harassed and oppressed by uh, demons, but we cannot be possessed because uh, Jesus is the possessor of us. So, you know, and Satan is not stronger than Jesus. And so we can be oppressed and harassed and influenced by demonic activity, but we cannot be possessed because we belong to God through Jesus Christ. And so... Um, um, so, so, you know, the way we handle those kinds of things, we, we, we can pray for, um, for, for the unbeliever, we can pray for deliverance. We've seen that, um, we've experienced that we've, um, and, and, and yet for the believer, 
we put on the full armor of God. We pray um, for um, for the word of God to penetrate our lives in such a way where we are guarded and protected by the word of God. So again, we, we see Jesus exerting his power then. Mm-hmm. And because we believe that he, he exerted it then, we believe that he can still exert it uh, today. Yeah. Something else we see in the midst of these healings, and it's constant now. I mean, people are bringing the sick to Jesus. He heals and then boom, the door is, you know, they come knocking or they find him wherever he is. He goes to a desolate desolate place and they come following. But even in the midst of that, we see another example of Jesus having spiritual rhythms and habits. We talked about that in a previous episode where it said, as his custom, he went to the synagogue Um, in Mark. 135, it says, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and there he prayed. So he had a rhythm and habit of getting away. Now, does this mean we have to do it early in the morning while it's still dark? No, like it's descriptive, not prescriptive. You don't have to do it exactly this way. But the idea being that that was a regular part of what Jesus did. He got away from other people. He was alone. And that power of Silence and solitude, you know, um, Jack Magruder recently said, God's always speaking. Do we slow down enough to hear? Yeah, yeah. And and that is what we see Jesus doing. I mean, often he has these quiet moments and then he leaves for another village. Yeah. Like, okay, I have heard from the Lord and yeah, now yeah. I know my next step. We need to be in the habit, yeah. that rhythm of doing that same thing of getting away having those times of silence and solitude, getting away from the crazy so that we can, you know, have that rest and work rhythm. Absolutely. And there's a recharging that happens. And I think that's exactly what happened here. Jesus is working and working and he's healing. And, you know, there another place in scripture where it says when someone touched him, the power went out from him. Mm -hmm. So there's this sense where Jesus is, is engaged in, um, real intense ministry and uh and he wasn't and he wasn't working on empty he was working on um being full of the spirit yeah and then he would go and recharge and um he would uh give 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 away and then he would go back and the spirit would and recharge him again i think that's the same way it is for us we we minister we give we give we pour out and if we don't have the regular rhythm of silence and solitude being recharged by the spirit of God, then we're, we're running on empty using our own strength Mm -hmm. and probably very close to being burned out. And so I think I love that Jesus gives us an example of the work, work, rest rhythm and silence and solitude rhythm and pulling away so that he might be fresh. And he goes into the next village as uh, Mark says, and um, he says, I I must preach there as well. So I'm, I'm just not located here. I have like like I have a lot of other things that I have to um, pour out, and so uh, so I love that work rest rhythm that you yeah. you pointed out. I think it's also interesting to note um, Peter's mother in law's reaction. Yeah, like yeah. what her, she immediate again. It's that immediately word um, when she is healed from this fever, she gets up and starts serving others. Yeah. I thought, yeah. That is, yeah, you know, yeah. when we experience God at work in our lives, when we experience healing, that should inspire us to serve others, to enable yeah. others to um, experience God, to experience healing, even just to experience a, a good meal. Absolutely. That's what she does. So. <laughs> so we don't hoard the healing. We don't hoard yeah. the healing. We actually go in and um, 
and we either minister or serve to serve others or we tell them about what you know what God has done and so we see a very very clear picture of the reign and rule of God, the kingdom of God being preached and not only being preached, but demonstrated mm-hmm. through, through healing in these, um, in these, uh, in these passages. So what can we learn about God and ourselves, uh, or believe about God and ourselves from these, um, from yeah. this episode? I think one that God heals Yeah, yeah. and, and he cares about it all. Yeah. Like yeah. the little fever to yeah. the significant disease and demon possession, like all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He cares about all of it. We can bring it all to him. And then I love Peter's mother-in-law's, her response to yeah. that healing is then to give to others. Yeah. yeah. She was healed and, or, you know, blessed to be a blessing, that idea. Yeah. I think for me is, um, is more <clears throat> about praying for the manifestation of the kingdom of God. So mm. the kingdom shows up, people are healed. Kingdom shows up, um, people are delivered. And so how, how often have we prayed that the kingdom would show up? And that's just the new way to pray for me. Like your, like your kingdom come and let it show up in healing. Let it show up in um, casting out demons. Let it show up in all kinds of healings and uh, let it show up in people, um, you know, repenting. So, <clears throat> so really asking, being kind of praying in a new way, uh, even though Jesus already teaches us your kingdom come, your will be done, but to pray it in a new way to say, let your kingdom come and let's see the manifestation of your kingdom here on yeah. earth and giving us a foretaste of what's to come when um, ultimately when Jesus returns. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right. Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. We hope that you have your own spiritual conversation with a friend yourself this week. 